1: And good afternoon, everyone. And as you know, the situation on the southwest coast is continuing to uh, dominate people's thoughts these days. And we thought we'd leave this uh, show um, open uh, for um, uh, right the latest got- on um, the, um, the situation facing communities there. Um, so I don't have a special guest lined up, although uh, Minister Andrew Parsons is uh, hopefully going to join us on the show. It all depends on his available because everyone on the ground right now is incredibly busy. Well, the cleanup has begun in communities hit hardest by the storm surge uh, that was churned up by Hurricane Fiona. Um, I've spoken to a number of people over the last hour or so, some of whom don't want to go on the record about the toll that's been taken by this storm. It's one thing to say that homes and possessions can be replaced, but it's not hard to imagine the the devastation of knowing that everything you once knew is gone forever. Uh, in one case I heard about a woman who arrived at the apartment building where she once lived and you've seen that video haven't you? Uh, the, uh, the apartment building washed away by that uh, by one of the storm surges in the channel area and um, you can see that this this building just lifting and moving shifting gone. And uh, um, I was told that uh, one woman, a tenant in the lower portion of this building, had gone back just to see if there was anything that she could salvage and uh, didn't recognize one single thing that might be salvageable. Well, the problem many are countering now is the fact that insurance won't even cover storm surge in many cases. And that's something that Amanda Dean of the Insurance Bureau of Canada has indicated. You've heard in VOCM News today. Uh, They've been working on it, but they found no solution to that just yet. How do you price the possibility of something that many people can't even fathom and which includes so many different elements. We're talking about climate change, we're talking about coastal erosion, we're talking about rising ocean levels and historic connections to the coastline. These are not people who willy-nilly decided to build a house next to the shore just because they liked the view. They, they built it there because that's where their grandparents uh, eked out their living. So things are changing, and things are changing rapidly. And Premier Andrew Fury has already indicated that the province is working on an assistance package to help people rebuild their lives. And he mentioned yesterday that some people will not be able to rebuild in the same places where they've lived for generations. But what that assistance package will look like and whether it will come with any specific requirements, i.e., you know, you'll have to build here now instead of here... That will remain to be seen. That said, a Facebook page, Hurricane Fiona Lost and Found, has been set up for people who come across or find items that might mean the world to someone. When you think about all those little things that mean something to you, you know, a christening gown, a teacup that once belonged to your grandmother, photo albums. I don't think there are very many among us who can't immediately think of something that is irreplaceable. Oh, my goodness, I'll never see that again. Oh, my goodness, that meant so much to me. Oh, and I had that in a special place to make sure that nothing happened to it. Well, if you happen to be on the coast, southwest coast, and you see something, you find something, share it on that page. You never know. It could mean the world to somebody to see it there and say, oh my goodness, that is the picture I had of Nan. That is my, the baby booties that my baby once wore. Those are his favorite toys. Uh, some of these items are heartbreaking. I've seen pictures of baby pictures and um, dancing recitals and uh, couples dressed obviously for some kind of an occasion maybe a wedding or something you know standing proud outside their home in the, in the sunshine and uh, you know these these very personal items so post them there if you find anything and uh, hopefully they'll be reunited with the people who uh, t- for whom th- they mean the most um, we're going to have more on the, the unfolding coverage from the impact of Hurricane Fiona on the southwest coast. Uh, coming up, including Alfred Taylor, the mayor of Burnt Islands, who we heard from yesterday. We're going to have him again this uh, g- immediately after this break, coming up right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And we're back on, on target and um, well, as you know, uh, there's no surprise to any, uh, port of Mayor Brian Button has been front and centre throughout uh, since the storm surge hit the community and he was in fact out long before that warning people of the potential impacts. Well, uh, we've got him on the line there now. Hello, Brian.
0: Hi, Linda. How are you?
1: Oh, good. How are
0: you? Uh, you know, there's a lot of ups and ups and downs in, uh, in this, but, uh, you know, I, uh, you got to put it all in perspective. You know, we've got a lot of our community uh, worse than I am uh, right now, but uh, the impact of what they're going through is certainly playing a toll for all of us.
1: So the government officials have finally arrived, and how has that changed things on the ground now?
0: Well, it's certainly now uh, having people here now to finally, you know, not that I shouldn't use that word. Finally, that's not the right word. It's not a fair word. Uh, there's been people here right from the get go. Uh, there's been people coming and going. But now, you know, getting everyone now and everyone now getting a, a true sense of what uh, the impact of this storm have had on our community is certainly uh it's a little more assuring for me and uh, for the counselors and for, for all of the people that are affected by this and in the community because now we can start the process of, you know, we've gone through the, the, the storm and now we can part the start, start the process of trying to, you know, where do we, we uh, rebuild from all this.
1: Well, the cleanup, I guess, is the first priority. How is that going?
0: Well, we've been at that now since uh, yesterday because the biggest part of the cleanup uh, that we start is uh, we had a lot of areas where we can't couldn't even get in, and when I say that is like getting include, um, crews like uh, Newfoundland Newfoundland Power and all those uh, people and trying to get them in to the areas to be able to do the work that they needed to do. Our crews in order to get in and do the work that we needed to do. We have construction crews that are here and uh, we've. You know we've we need to that was one one step yesterday of going you know the hardest hit locations that we've got in creates a whole different dynamic it's 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 a larger picture of what we have down there and how we focus on it but the other you know the other here areas that have been hit not probably to the extent of say in the channel area uh, there are areas now that we can get in and start some uh, progress there and uh, of, of moving those things. Uh, it's, a, it's a much bigger uh, uh, undertaking in the other areas. So those plans and those things are being worked on and how we're going to address and how we get uh, everything going there.
1: So you allowed some residents into uh, the uh, Water Street West area, I believe it was yesterday, for a, a brief period of time. You were escorting some people into homes that could be accessed. How did that go?
0: That went really well yesterday, and because of that, we're going to do it again today because some people didn't uh, get the opportunity to do it yesterday uh, for various reasons, either never got the message when it came out, or they just weren't in the in the uh, abilities to do so, and some weren't ready to do so. So it was... Uh, Today we just figured we're going to try to do uh, some of that again, but we've uh, going to do it for a little extended period of time. Today we have a lot of uh, uh, ground search and rescue people on uh, to do some escorts. We have the Canadian Rangers that are there to do some escorts with people. Uh, you know, we're we're not asking people to go in and stay long periods of time, but just to give them a little more time. This won't be a time to move large items or anything like this this is more to get things that you might need or 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 items like that and check on their homes Uh, Water Street East will be one of the locations that we will do again today We at Hope and Feltham's Avenue will be another one that we'll do. So residents that live on uh, Water Street East and Feltham's Avenue, we'll allow people in there with the escorts, of course, between 2 today until 7 tonight, we'll be doing this. Only those people that have homes in there or have a designate that will be going to do it, they'll be the only people we'll be permitting. We had hoped that we would probably do Clement, uh, Clement Crescent. Maybe sometime later today we might get to that, but right now we have some uh, light and power crews, uh, excavators, and different people that are in that area. It's just very unsafe. It's, it was, that is classified as one of our unsafe areas as it was, so it's it's even more so right now why these work crews are there. So we're going to stay away from that one right now. The other area that we had closed off, Knox Avenue, uh, we've had that area. Uh, most of the power and things in homes that are are okay are are good. Uh, we're allowing residents to go back to that area as well, so they'll be able to go back there and check on their homes. Some may, some may be able to stay if everything is uh, functionable, uh, but if it's not, uh, you know, it it won't be a time to stay there either.
1: One of the extraordinary things I, I, I think, and we've all seen the, the many, many images and video and and um, that coming out of the area. One of the things that really has struck me, especially since we've seen some of the aerial shots, is is how the damage is spread out. It's it's uh, you know one area is impacted, a house uh, immediately next to it untouched. It's it's really hard to get one's head around it.
0: This, uh, this is what, uh, you know, we had a conversation again this morning while we were on site uh, with the Premier and uh, Minister O'Regan uh, was down there as well from the federal side, Minister Hutchings uh, and Minister Lovelace. Uh, you know, we had these conversations down there today with each and every one of them, or sometimes individually, that, you know, if a storm had hit in one location of our town, we could go down and you you just designate that area and we try to deal with it. But, you know, we're so widespread out through this community where this hit, and it didn't hit with a little bit. I mean, we have places in channel area of our community in the lower part of our community that is totally devastated. You move further up and you get in the areas which we call up in the regional street and mouse island area which we call it and that you go up there and we've got total destruction up there as well and it's it's just it's just massive amount of stuff uh, that we have and it's not into just one little location that we can you can centralize that location deal with that and that'll be it here it is just uh, the magnitude of this is I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm I'm glad to see now, you know, with with everybody is coming and it does give some sense of relief uh, that we will have the emergency response team here now. Uh, We'll get things coordinated. We have a line now that's set up now. And and you know what? On my notes here now, I don't have that. But there's a line now that we've got set up where if you've got the issues, we'll go through that. And an email, I, I should have had that right here in front of me, but I must have left it on the desk when I walked out. But... Anyway, that's been set up as well, and we'll get that number out now on other reports or whatever. But it's uh, there's a lot going on. But one of the biggest things, Linda, uh, that is, is key to all this, and you know, we're talking about financial support and the support that's going to come out for people, and and the financial support packages on announcements that'll be made. But we need people to register with the Red Cross. You still need to re- register if you were displaced in any way that you are displaced. Uh, During the storm, that you know, you had to evacuate your home or anything like that, and you had to be just for anything, you need to let them know so they can register that and we can keep a good track of it. It's and the number for that is 1, 1 1 800 863 6582. 1-800-863-6582.
1: You need to register with the Red Cross, and uh, and that will get you on that list for the assistance that will be announced um, in the coming days, I imagine. Is it?
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm being told that you know there there will be some uh, there will be more details. I heard the premier earlier. He was talking about. I think on on one of the, on the um, talk show this morning as well and the conversations with him. I mean, uh, things are in the works for that. So we're going to hear more details about that. And uh, but the key is that you have to re-register, and it's very important uh, to do so. So uh, if you get that done at least, then we get a good handle on uh, the extent of those and. I guess during the questions that will be asked there is what part of the storm and how are you impacted and and so on and so forth. So that's how we get to find out who and what has been impacted during the storm.
1: Uh, you've obviously lived in uh, port basque if not all your life, most of your life. Uh, have you seen, uh, are any of these areas prone to, you know, waves and that kind of thing? Because I mean, I was looking at the, the channel area and there are these natural barriers there, these rocks that obviously didn't do anything to block those waves.
0: You know, people living in that area have had conversations to talk to them and we've we've seen lots of waves breaking over the islands out there and and breaking on shore. We've had uh you know, over the over the years of the history of the town there has been incidents that have happened there, but nothing like this of course, but you know, waves that broke over Channel Head, we'll say, coming over there. And, I mean, we're looking at the 75 to 100-foot high rocks that are there on a on a large island that's blocking, blocking the area. And the waves just simply right over these islands and right into uh, to the residents that live there. And, you know, when you're talking about that, I guess we – if they weren't there, if those natural breakwaters, we'll say, weren't there – I mean, this could have been uh, even worse than what it is now, and it's bad now, and it could have been worse.
1: Yeah, it's hard to wrap one's head around it. So what is your uh, priority today? I suppose meetings, meetings, meetings.
0: Well, that's that's what it's been, and just reassure our public. I know our public has been saying, you know, you guys are, but I mean, this is an opportunity here right now, too, and I'll say it a million times, but I'll say it today. It's a, it's a, a large joint effort that's going on here from a local tent. I'm the spokesman, yes. I'm the person that gets out and trying to get the message out. But ever since the, the moment that the storm was hitting, we've had people from our own staff here, from the rest of council members, from the volunteers that have been out on the go, our fire department, which is a volunteer uh, fire department, and all the ground search and rescue and Canadian rangers, all those type of people. There's too many to name, but it's not just one person. It's a, it's a large joint effort, and even the people who are not sitting around these tables and the people who are not in – Everybody's reaching out on what they can do, so it's overwhelming uh It tugs at the heartstrings and uh, i'm you know i just uh I just want people to know that it's there's a lot of people that are uh, involved in this and know just one single person.
1: These stories are going to be told for years to come I can imagine um and uh, it is so um encouraging to see so many people offering themselves up to do whatever needs to be done to help get people back on track but how long might that take i mean uh, this is the end of september now um, i hate to say it but christmas is coming if you know what i'm saying um, what what are some of the priorities in helping people who have been displaced
0: you know the first thing that's got to be done now is getting identified uh, off uh, You know, the people are not going to be able to go back to their homes. That's why in the next, uh, I guess, in the next day or so, now we're going to have these structural engineers that will be here, that will be going, and we'll be starting in one area at a time. Uh, working our way through. And that's the thing. It's, it's again, go back to what we were just saying. It's, it's so broad that it's, it's going to take one step. It's, it's sort of baby steps how we get through this. We've got to determine if this house is even there. Are, well, there, there is the obvious, of course, that you see these people, we've got to work on, you know, they've got nothing. We've got to find a, they got to work on now trying to find places where we're going to have these people house for the months to come. Um, uh, for the other ones, it's going to be not so obvious. We need to see if it's structurally sound, if they're able to go back. So these professional services that will be here on the ground going through this, it all takes time. Uh, and it's just that the magnitude of this is so large that it's going to take quite a bit of time. But once we've identified that, then it's going to be coming to task of where do these people go. It's so great that people right now have, them, have people in their homes and living there. But was like everybody, everybody's going to want their own space, and everybody's going to want to but where are we going to be able to do all this? These are the questions that are that are still unanswered, but you know we're working at it so
1: Brian Button, I really appreciate your time this afternoon, and I know you're, you've been hard at it ever since this you know the forecasts first started coming down. How are things there today? Any trouble with the weather?
0: Well unfortunately today is the forecast that we have for we're getting some uh, we're getting some rain here now and we're supposed to get quite a bit of rain uh so I'm uh, looking at the forecast and and things like that so that's that's not helping with what we're trying to do uh and it won't help residents who you know um, already have problems and there's more problems associated now with rain coming especially when you you don't have the power on in these homes and so on and so forth so it's uh, it's one thing after the other, I guess. It's Mother Nature is not is being relentless here. On uh, she's not uh, holding back. But we need. Uh, if someone said the other day, "You're in your thoughts and prayers." Well, the prayers we need now is to pray for some sunshine, and pray for something that we can you know really get down to this here and and get things done.
1: And donations. I know uh, the phones have been ringing off the hook in the VOCM newsroom. People wanting to know where to drop things off and that. Uh, what's the best uh, route to take?
0: You know, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that, Linda. To be honest with you, I'm—it's uh, with the donations part of it. I'm being told, and uh, I haven't even had an opportunity to go to the donation center to have a look at it. Uh, but you know, they're overwhelmed with stuff, and it's probably to the point where you know he. he don't need probably any more of, of those type things. But when we're looking at, uh, doing things here now, I've, I've kept saying to people, you know, we had to be careful on all, all of this, you know, there's always the, the people that lean on other people's trauma and, and go. So donating to creditable organizations and things like that is, is probably the best route to go, uh, canadian red cross i mean your your funds get donate your funds get doubled up by the federal government will match those funds uh we have an account set up here because we're not equipped here at the town office of course to to do that taking all the donations as well but we do have an account set up at atlantic credit union if people want to financially donate uh we've got multiple things coming in here now just to let the the public know we've got uh some water trucks coming in and water which we're going to be setting up in the town at some point here now we're looking at the location of the old city chrysler parking lot up on high street there we're going to be looking at that of being able to do this setup and that could be tomorrow before we see it but uh, that's an area that we're looking at doing that setup so donations and stuff like that—it's—it's it's flowing in, uh, but sometimes it's—it's—it's it's, it's getting to a point that we're running out of space to put it all. So, I—it's a hard question to answer.
1: Well, the Canadian Red Cross, as you say, uh, the federal government is matching any donations made to the Canadian Red Cross dollar for dollar. That might be the best rate to grow, go, and, and it's more targeted. Uh, Brian Button, I know you're very, very busy. I really do appreciate your time for keeping everybody up to date. And once again, you're going to be allowing people into the Water Street East and Felthams Avenue area between 2 and 7 tonight to check on their properties. They'll be ex- escorted in by members of uh, Ground Search and Rescue and Canadian Rangers.
0: Absolutely, and one last thing I've neglected to say. We are working on now because we have had calls from people who are just trying to clean out their basements Uh, with debris people have flooding in their basements and pulling things out of that we are working on obviously uh, we just don't have all of the resources here in the town but we're getting some stuff brought in like dumpsters the the large dumpsters but we're going to try to locate some of these throughout the community so they can stay tuned for that and uh, once we've secured that all up uh, we'll have them in locations such as in the the Newtown Mouse Island area where we'll have a dumpster where people can take a trailer load or a, a truck load to bring in and dump it into those dumpsters and we'll have some down in the channel area of course and some down here right down probably in where the old old town depot used to be we'll we'll get some there so we can do that Uh, but just a note that that will not be for household garbage because we have suspended household garbage for this week Uh, but household garbage uh, we can hold on next week we'll hopefully have our trucks rolling to pick that all up again Uh, but this week we suspended it so these dumpsters will not be for that so we'd appreciate if our residents didn't put their household garbage this will be for people that are being used for the cleanup.
1: I really appreciate your time once again uh, Brian Button Uh, no doubt we'll hear from you again very soon I, I appreciate it thank you.
0: Thank you, Linda. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from the mayor of Burnt Islands about what's going on in his community coming up right after this. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night, anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. And we're back, and of course the uh, situation on the southwest coast is uh, continuing to uh, dominate uh, the news lately because there is so much happening. And just a short while ago, I spoke with uh, Alfred Taylor, the mayor of Burnt Islands. You may recall yesterday we got a little update from him. Well, I uh, spoke to him again today to find out what's happening there. The state of emergency is still in place. Uh, here's what Alfred Taylor had to say.
2: Well, no, uh, right now we got the, the weather a. Two excavators and a dump truck brought in last night to start to clean up some of the debris. And uh, right now we got the marine construction from uh, Dare Lake is there. For the the SES, they got uh, two excavators and a couple trucks, and we're going to start getting that the roads washed out and and clearing up debris. So we got people everywhere doing everything.
1: Well, that's good to hear, uh, some cleanup up uh, taking place. Uh, did you get an opportunity to meet the MHA or um, Premier?
2: No, no, I didn't. Apparently, uh, 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 Guidey's uh, in Port of Baths, and I haven't seen her. And Andrew was there, uh, Andrew Ferry was there a short while there, yesterday, I believe, about 10 minutes or so. Um, he was on a busy schedule and he said he would be back today, but uh, he haven't turned up not yet any
1: And has that uh, military uh, ship arrived yet, the Margaret Brook? No,
2: no, not in here, not yet.
1: So what more do you expect now? You have the uh, construction company in trying to clear the roads. Do you expect any help um, on the ground?
2: Uh, well, there's still a lot of debris. There's still a lot of debris around, but uh, we're trying to concentrate on now, uh, get the <clears throat> roads washed out, uh, just, uh washed out, try to get that in repair. And uh, we got excavators there uh, that's picking debris out of the, out of the water, and, and one thing or another, like uh, people's sheds and stages and wharfs, and one thing or another, so... Uh, like I say, you know, we're quite busy. We still got the three people that's, that's stranded on uh, Foxer's Road, but uh, they got power and everything, and we're keeping in contact with them, and they're doing good and everything, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that they, they're trying to uh, get word to, for to move the houses off of the, the road because one, one is intact. It's just the porch part of it gone off. But it's all fully intact, and uh, the other one was all just just mush, so like I said well we didn't get the get clear, get the word to to move that off the road that the, we had to get at the the washout that's there because at uh, our water line our water main uh, that stayed intact, but there's uh, probably about thirty foot of uh, if the sewage is gone. So, like I said, that that's got to be uh, fixed, and the road got to be repaired here.
1: Is the weather causing you any trouble today? I know you're getting quite uh, a bit of rain.
2: No, no, it's just uh, fog and and uh, mist rain. That's it.
1: Are you expecting more rain later today?
2: Yeah, there's supposed to be more rain, later on this afternoon, and then I then I didn't think it's supposed to taper off over the night again.
1: Will that cause any problems with the cleanup?
2: Uh, no, no, not the. Uh, it shouldn't. But like I say, like we got no wind or anything like that. So, uh, like, the debris is all contained along uh, on the shore, like, in, in the harbor. So, uh, like I say, like, uh, with a bit of mess rain, it's not going there. It's not going to take any pick, but, you know, we got to, we already got four trucks of uh, uh, armor stone uh, waiting to, to dump in. So, like I say, that we got the—it it should go well. Like I say, we got marine construction there, and, you know, they got lots of equipment, anything that we need so that they can get in. So uh, it, it should—you know, it's not going to be cleaned up today, mind you, but the— you know, like I say, uh, we'll, be, we'll have a lot done times time this afternoon.
1: And uh, we're starting to hear from people now who are running into a little bit of trouble when it comes to uh, insurance. Are you hearing anything from residents of your community about how that process is going?
2: Uh, and now, uh, a couple of people around the community, I was told that uh, I was talking to one guy and... Uh, and he said he was being looked after. He said he was talking to. I said, "Well, have you got Johnson's insurance? Good luck to you." But he said, "No." They told me he said that he was good. But now there was a woman on on Facebook this morning from Port of Bass area, and she said uh, uh, her home was is uh, insured for for five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, they told her for storm surges and that they do not cover it. So basically anything that was destroyed by wind, like siding or anything like that, or roofs or anything like that, they would would cover it. But anything to do with salt water, or storm surge, that they wouldn't want to cover it. So I don't know. I guess it's, it's going to all pan out. And I guess some people are unfortunate enough to read any insurance to begin with. So, but, you know.
1: Are you encouraged by word from the provincial government that, uh, you know, some kind of a package will be available to people who lost property?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I say, like, you know, like, well, that's a good thing that uh, uh, Mr. Ferry uh, uh, said yesterday that, you know, there will be out pieces where Air Force is. And but uh, on the the Fed's part, uh, not too... uh, keen on the, the remark that Justin Trudeau made that the, he would match any donations that was that was uh, that was made so
1: so are you satisfied to date with uh, some of the response that you've received so far
2: oh yeah 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 well like I say we got got the wheels in motion and we got the big wheels and and we got the equipment there that you know that's all you know doing what they can do and So, like I say, like you know, it's we're making progress, but like I say, it's not gonna be done overnight, and things will never will never get be back the same as it was before.
1: How are you feeling now? I I know uh, you were pretty despairing yesterday when we spoke. How how are you feeling today?
2: Uh I am not too bad. I I just, just went to Port of for for getting medication and get gas and one thing or another because like the local store, the only store we got bird Island was out of gas yesterday. But I guess he, he got it now, but the, like I say, like the you know, like the, the the subway subway I just stopped in subway before I came down and then they sent down uh subs and sandwiches and and water cases of water, and like I said we've been getting you know like say uh, uh mainway Irving and port of asp and getting milk gas for people like with generators and that, but as of right now, like i said we got we got the power I don't know for anyone that's without power now' it's power is restored, so like i said that that's a big thing right there.
1: It is uh, uh we're thinking about you all. I really appreciate your time, Alfred.
2: Yeah, no problem, mother.
1: That's Alfred Taylor. I spoke with him just a few minutes ago uh, concerning the situation in Burnt Islands. He's the mayor there, of course. Uh, We'll be back uh, right after this. We're hoping to hear from the MHA for the region, uh, Andrew Parsons, but uh, he's on the go, as you can appreciate. But we're hoping to hear from him uh, right after this. Take a break. Join us weekdays from 1230 to 1 p.m. as we discuss anything and everything that's happening now. It's all on the table during your VOCM lunch break. And we're back and we're going now to the MHA for the District of Burgiola-Poyle. Andrew Parsons, hello Andrew.
3: Uh, good afternoon, good afternoon.
1: So you've been back home now for, oh gosh, what is it? It must feel like a week or more, but it's got to be 48 hours?
3: Yeah, I've been back since uh, early Sunday, and uh, so actually right now I'm actually in Isle of right now.
1: And how are things outside of port basque
3: well, uh, that's what we've been doing today. Is uh, we were down in Burnt Island yesterday, uh, and today we went back down to Rose Blanche, which is uh, they're doing okay. They're I mean they've had probably a couple, three, four houses. Uh, again, it, there's some that you just can't tell yet, but three or four houses. I think a couple families displaced, but I mean just the damage to stages, uh, sheds, the government wharf is. Uh, I mean they're all gone. Um, Ber- Ber- Burnt Highlands, as we discussed or we spoke about it yesterday, I think it's just Ber- Burnt Highlands really, as it relates to the communities along the coast, they really bore the brunt of it. Uh, here in Islandmore, I think they've done quite well. Just here at the town office, speaking to the mayor, they're actually in the middle of a community clean up here now. They've done well, and I'm not sure, I'm not aware of anybody displaced. And hopefully we'll be heading the Marguerite Fox roost where they did have some people displaced. So... uh, What I will say is anybody on the water, I mean, when we talk about uh, boats and stages and sheds, I mean, that was decimated, but uh, not as much when it comes to people's homes. And so for that, we can be thankful.
1: Indeed. But these are people's livings. And uh, we've been speaking with the FFAW and they're trying to secure some some funding to find out, you know, how to get these harvesters back up and running in time for the next season. Uh, That's a lot of infrastructure.
3: Absolutely. And I'm confident that, again, every, that's one of the things now is just a, an inventory of trying to figure out what we have there. Uh, and again, who's in the commercial fishery versus uh, recreational. Uh, so that you know, that's another issue. But I, I would point to right now, three days in, uh, the absolute, I guess, uh, where our heads are. We're, we're dealing with a lot of people that are displaced, a lot of people that are, I guess, homeless. And so that's been the priority in each community to see who, who's out of a home and we're trying to make sure that we can get them in some temporary housing and then figure out the, the I guess, the long-term picture.
1: Any estimates on how many families have been displaced throughout the region?
3: Um, I'd say if you were to count it all up, we're, we're in getting in the 100 range um, right now. The majority of being in Port of Aske. Uh, we've got a family, I think, in uh, Burgio, um, plus the ones I've just named. Uh, so we're in that 100 range. But even now, the, the work is ongoing. I'm hearing even reports today of people whose homes uh, visually appeared to be fine, uh, but they're written off. Just inside, is not stable, is not safe, and it's not something they can go back in. That number continues to grow.
1: And this isn't like things that we've seen happen in the past where people have to leave because they're in danger and, and they can go back after a day or two or a week. These homes are, as you say, written off and in some cases completely obliterated. What, what kind of plans are being put in place for the long term?
3: Well, that's the work that's ongoing. And, I mean, there's a, a huge group of officials, volunteers, uh, municipal uh, staff, politicians, uh, like mayors, and everybody's working on it. That's what's being figured out now. And it's about uh, coordinating basically right now. It's the temporary. You know, we need to find uh, everybody seems to be placed right now, but there's figuring out where we're going to go in the next number of weeks. And then there's figuring out the long term in, in terms of a rebuild. So that's going to take some time. Even if you started building a new house tomorrow, the reality is you're not in that anytime soon. We need to figure out where you're going to be during that time. Uh, but I'm, I'm understanding that we will have some news hopefully coming soon, uh, as in today, as it relates to some of those plans. Uh, so, like I say, every all hands are on deck here. Uh, but, you know, at, at the same time as we're doing all this, it's still we're dealing with a lot of people that are in shock, a lot of emotion here uh, I mean, every place we stopped, uh, there's a lot of tears, and um, so, uh, like I say, that it's uh, it's certainly been a, a
1: really tough time. Um, You've been talking about the cleanup, and it's one thing to clean out roads and make them passable and that sort of thing. It's a whole other thing to clean up a harbor. And I know in Rose Blanche, they've had to put a a boom across to make sure that all the stuff that's in sheds, and you can appreciate everything that's in a shed, um, sometimes there's environmental concerns there. I mean, how will that be cleaned up?
3: Well, that's what's being worked on. I mean, just being in Rose Blanche, seeing one shed there where I think they had about 18 gas cans is what the... uh, uh, town councillor told me was in that one particular shed. So, yes, that's a big concern. Uh, and, you know, there is work being done on it. But look, we've had people reach out in terms of uh, companies that can specialize uh, in the cleanup side of, uh, you know, whether you're in the Cove or the Harbor. Uh, the, the resources, I think, are there. And that's going to come. Uh, and we'll see that, like, it's literally ongoing. But it's so many moving parts right now uh, that, like I say, it requires some coordination. So Rose Blanche as one part of it. But every, everywhere here, there's something in the water, and there's just debris and you name it. So I'm confident the cleanup's going to happen. It's just that there's so many things going on at the time. Like I can't give you that direction right now. There's a million parts, sorry.
1: Oh, no, and in- indeed, and I understand fully. So we can expect a- another possible update today?
3: Yes, there will be an update. Uh, I-, I don't want to say that it's at 4.30, but my understanding is we'll have something uh, for Newfoundland and Labrador uh, residents, like we're going to we're going to be putting out the latest information. Hopefully, this evening, I'll say, because I know they're actually putting that together as I speak to you. That's going on simultaneously. And in the meantime, we're still moving through, trying to talk to people, see the damage, survey what's going on, even driving along Route 470, uh, seeing, uh, you know, there's issues there with the roadway. That there's work that needs to be done. Uh, so, like, there's a lot to take in. There's a, and this is going to be a pretty big cleanup.
1: Andrew Parsons, I know you're very, very busy. I do appreciate your time. Thank you very much for the update.
3: Thank you for having me on. Thank you.
1: And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Stay tuned for uh, updates throughout the day on uh, what's happening on the southwest coast um, right here on VOCM.